Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi there, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends. But we met playing fake life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. 20 years later, we've decided to rewatch the series one episode at a time and put our memories into a podcast you can listen to at home. We're going to get all our special guest friends like Sarah Chalk, John C. McGinley, Neil Flynn, Judy Reyes. Show creator Bill Lawrence, editors, writers, and even prop masters will tell us about what inspired the series and how we became a family. You can listen to the podcast Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and Donald on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. This holiday season, I want you to think of this question. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? The truth is your reaction times can slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but this is the crucial part. You put everyone else around you in danger, and that is horrible. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. Please be safe this holiday season. Now, here's the show. Hello and welcome to 100 Words or Less, the podcast. Merry Christmas, happy holiday season, all that other nice stuff. I hope your Christmas was awesome. I hope it was relaxing. I hope you got to spend it with family and friends and it wasn't too stressful. You know, your uncle didn't start talking politics to you or anything like that. Because, you know, this, this time of the year I know is always a it's a mixed bag. Some people are stoked on it. Some people are like, oh man, I just wish I could just fast forward through this because I got to do a bunch of things I don't want to do. But uh, yeah, hopefully it brought nothing but uh, niceness and relaxation. That's because that's what everybody wants this time of the year. 
this will be the last episode of 2018. And then actually next week I will be taking off because I will be uh, on vacation with my own family. So uh, don't expect an episode to drop on January 2nd. Okay, please just uh, let me have a break (laughs) and then we'll dive right back into it on the 9th. And oh man, I've got, I've got some interviews that I am going to be releasing during the month of January that will uh, hopefully blow your minds. But I would be, well, let's, let's mention the guest and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk some more about some stuff, but, uh, TJ Bonnet, I think that's how you say his last name or TJ Bonnet, Bonnet anyways, but he is in the band called As Cities Burn. He is the uh, lead vocalist as it were. And, uh, he's done a bunch of things in the band, but yeah, m- mostly the lead vocalist. Uh, I conducted this interview in the backstage room area of the new house of blues Anaheim. So if you hear a band playing in the background, that's exactly why, because we were actually, uh, recording this interview during Hawthorne Heights set on this, uh, Silverstein tour that As Cities Burn was on in, uh, early January, I want to say, or not January, December. So, uh, yeah, and because of that, I kind of kept the, uh, the interview a little bit tighter than I normally do. Not, a, not as, uh, I don't know, not like they're rambling per se, but, uh, you know, sometimes I just let conversations kind of go where they go. Uh, this one, I tried to keep it a little more tight out of respect for his time. And, uh, you know, if Hawthorne Heights ended up playing, they wanted to go back in their dressing room. So anyways, uh, but TJ was a great chat. I loved it. I really enjoy the band and what they do. And they've got some, uh, some, some cool music coming up. Uh, they put out a single, uh, equal vision records is, uh, going to be working with them and uh, yeah, they put out a single. It's really, really good. So you should check that out. Anyways, uh, I, I have to thank all of you for the amazing response that I had for last week's best of 2018 episode. It's always a really, really fun episode for me. And I know Joey and Jeremy as well. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, really, really like how people interact with that episode. They just, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys love it. And I, I think that kind of boils it down to the core of why we like music is to be able to share it and talk about it and say what's good about it and say what's bad about it. And, uh, yeah, that, that episode is a distillation of that uh, community that we've uh, built around the show. And, uh, I just, man, I just feel very grateful and thankful and all those other things that you're supposed to be feeling this time of the year. So Thank you. That's ultimately what I'm trying to say. I'll keep this short. So we'll dive right into the chat with TJ. And like I said, we are not publishing an episode next week. So don't get mad at me, emailing me, tweeting me because I'll I'll be in Orlando hanging out with my fam. So that's what we got. And uh, I hope you have a good new year's and um, yeah, here's the chat and I'll talk to you. uh, I'm not going to talk to you after the episode is over because uh, we'll just, we'll just let this go out, fade to black. Okay. I'll talk to you in 2019. And you're, this is going to sound like really, uh, I don't want to call it vague, but right. like your band's really weird and we are. and it's, you guys have been weird. From I will like, attest to that. Right. Like the get go where it's just like, I remember, you know, obviously your first record, you know, son, I loved it. Your darkness. It was like, where, cause I was like 2004. Yeah. Uh, came out in 2005, June, July. Okay. Summer. And so I remember, I just remember the record because like at that time, like I, you know, whatever, I was definitely raised, you know, loving everything that came out on Tooth and Nail yeah. and Solid State. Where I was just we. like, dude, yeah, the, I'm literally wearing a strong arm shirt underneath <laughs> this. There you go. So Early. I just, I remember you're the record coming out and being kind of like, like, this is obviously different. And yeah. like, I was trying to like place it where it's just like, yeah, it's like two, you know, it's like. 
not and not for me personally, but it's like I could easily see hardcore kids being like, "Oh yeah, this is too you know light for me." Yeah, yeah. And then the kids that were like, "I need more singing, sure. dude." Like, where where is that? It, like I said, this is a sort of general thing, but like that's it seems like that's where the band has always we, we been. Felt that right in the middle. We, we feel like a outcast. Like always. Which is, is good in a sense because like <clears throat> a hardcore tour were like too soft, mm-hmm. like you said, and then like a rock tour were too heavy. Right. But we like the rock tours. Right. Just because like it's like an, a level of like a shock. Sure. Right. That you were like, you, so you like, you would say you would like being the heavier band on the bill. Correct. Yeah. Right. I think our best tour to date that we like remember was like Emory. Gym class heroes. Oh yeah, Gatsby's American Dream. Yep, it was, that was a good mix. I think more bills need to be like that. Sure, like, diverse. Like yeah, we saw gym class. We're like, oh, this band's gonna blow up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> a couple months later, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, we were right. Yeah, like I mean, our band. So my brother Cody in the mm-hmm. band, <clears throat> main songwriter, they were in a ska band. Right. Started with. And I just followed them, wasn't in the band. Then they went to pop punk. Then we all went to LSU to go to college. Okay. And then they were looking for a singer, and I was like, I'll try it. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll try it. Yeah, let's go. I can can maybe hit a note. Sure. And then, like, um, that was when Norma Jean was out, and Cody went to uh, Furnace Fest in Birmingham. Hell yeah. Played that show. Yeah, really? Played, I think, when it was at the Sloss Furnace. Right. And I want to say it was uh, was a year that Andrew WK played. And we, we played on the second stage and the band that playing on the main stage was Hatebreed. So like wow. we had like probably 30 people watching us, go. but anyways, <laughs> but I just, the Furnace Fest was yeah, such no. an amazing show. I wish they should bring him back. So good. But Cody was in the like further scenes forever, like the guitar work, Aaron oh, yeah. loved drums. And then he saw Norma Jean play with Scoggin. Yep. And he's like, this is it. We need to figure out something to do. And that that's kind of how like the songwriting evolved into like, let's do I love further. I love the melody. I love the guitar work, but I want some sort of like darkness with it. Right. And so that's kind of where we've gone. Um, and then, yeah, the first record, I think we stumbled across that. It was mm-hmm. just like trying to figure out with my voice, like what would work. Right. Um, and I wasn't the best singer. So it's like, Oh, we figured out I can scream Let's <laughs> do this every once in a while. And it right, was like, right. TJ go in there and do that kind of stuff. Sure. So, but then, yeah, it was just like, very quick like we worked hard early on booked our own tours um tried to get in front of as many people as possible and sure met some good people along the way to get us to where we're at today so. right 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 did, did did the thing that bands that most right. bands should do in order to exactly. you know get them some sort of recognition um i want to focus also on like i mean were you born and raised in louisiana we were well i was cody and i were born in yeah. texas okay we moved when I was five. Uh, my parents got a divorce. Um, my mom packed up. Me and Cody, I was five. He was three. Sure. My mom was pregnant with my younger brother. Okay. So she's like, we're time to get out. Like, my dad was really heavily into drugs. and just like, this is not a safe place for kids. Just wasn't working out. He's in and out of rehab. So oh, she's yeah. like, let's go back to Louisiana, where she's from. <clears throat> so we're more moved, family, is that Exactly, presume? yeah. Right. So moved to Louisiana. I was five. I started kindergarten there. Um, and then pretty much was living in a place called Mandeville for, since I was five until I graduated high school. Okay. So that's 13 years. Yeah, yeah. There. I mean, your main development right. was in Louisiana. Yep. And then we 
that's kind of where the ska band started when Cody is a couple years younger. I joined the National Guard. Okay. Like the Air Force. Sure. So I was looking for a way to pay for college. Yeah, that's a good way to do that. I wasn't in the band at the time, so I joined the Air Force, went to uh, basic training, Mm -hmm. did that, um, and then went to LSU. Okay. And then Cody followed in their band, and then that's kind of where we... Right. Where the, yeah. Where the things Louisiana is such a, uh, like that's such a weird state. It is. It's, you know, it, it's like this weird mixture of like, you know, cause a lot of people, you know, make fun of Florida because you right. know, for the many obvious reasons, Louisiana, it, like in my mind, and I don't mean this in a disparaging where it's like, it, it's a much cooler Florida yeah. where it's like there, I mean, clearly you there's get away a, with a lot more things there. It's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And I so like, you know, and especially because most people obviously just look at Louisiana as like, oh, yeah, like Bourbon Street. Yeah. Like, that's like what most people pretty know. Pretty much all they know about it. Right. And like, oh, cool. Cemetery. LSU Tigers or the New Orleans Saints. Right. Much it. <laughs> right. But I mean, I, I have to imagine there's obviously so much more than that. Yeah. But what was your experience like growing up in Louisiana? Uh, to this day, like, I love going to Louisiana just because I think the people in general are just taught from the beginning just to, like, like people. Yeah. Which, like, today, I I live in Nashville now. The whole band does. And it's like, I'm just accustomed to opening doors for people. Okay. And we get, like, weird looks. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're like, am I supposed to do something for you? Like, right. what are you doing? So it's just like, I just think people in the South, maybe that's just what I'm accustomed to is, like, and it's just funny, you, nice it's funny that you say like the South, because like most people, especially here in Southern California, be like, yeah, Nashville's the South too. Right, right. But, yeah. you're, but you're it's like, no, no, the real yeah, South. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like people like to have a good time. It's like you go to a wedding down in New Orleans, promise you're going to have a good time. Right. It's just like, let's have a good time. Let's party. Let's hang out. Right. <clears throat> I mean, you can have an open container in your car. You can walk around with a beer on the street. Like, right. What right. else could you ask for? No, that's true. There's, yeah, there definitely is a... Uh, is a lawless atmosphere that exists there where it's like, and it does, like you said, contribute to the people, the mentality of just like, we want to have a good time here. And like, we want to celebrate music. We want to celebrate food. We want to celebrate our city in ways that, um, you know, most people like they feel a connection to their hometown. Yeah. But it it feels like Louisiana as a state has pride in the whole state. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because like, I mean, I don't know many bands that have come out of Louisiana, like, because a lot of people will go to another place to try to get the platform. Totally. And, like, we really had no interest in, like, going somewhere to start. We just kind of, in a sense, stumbled across Baton Rouge. Right. And we're, like, kind of, I wouldn't say we, like, were the trailblazers to make a scene, but yeah. we started out at Legion Halls, and, like, of we just kind of grew. And then we're like, oh, well, we can't keep playing here. Let's go visit some other. We started bringing other bands in. Right. And then we met them. Let's go out to their place and play. Right. And then it got to a point where we're just like, well, let's quit school and do this full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, because most people, when you say like from a musical perspective, too, it's like they're very, I mean, you obviously have like, you know, uh, like I hate God and like the whole right. Southern metal scene. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of that obviously exists there. But it's like there definitely has never been an all ages like hardcore no. punk scene it, like there's been spurts sure. but never to the point where You're it's right. like oh yeah like of, cor- <clears throat> of course true. you play baton rouge most people are like no way man you the gotta red, like skip the red over. stick right it's funny because um, our we all live in nashville now and um we had a guy a friend of ours like uh do a shirt design and mm-hmm. it was like pretty rad just like 
pretty basic, but it had Nashville, Tennessee on it. Okay. We're like, oh, that's cool. We all live there. Right. We got so much crap oh. in Louisiana. Really? Like the People other were day, like, like, we're playing New Orleans. Yeah. And we weren't thinking about, like... Yeah, you're that like, that's just where we are yeah. now, right? <laughs> so Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Some uh, guy comes up to me. He's like, I love your band. I love you. But he's like, but F that. And he points because I'm wearing one of the shirts. Right. And he's like, points that Nashville. He's like, but F that. <laughs> and You're like, like oh, what? Okay. We were thinking about taping Nashville up because yeah. it's on Aaron's drums. Sure. Yeah. You're like, well, but okay. It's, I get it. But yeah, it would almost be like we're like posers now saying we're. Right. Like, You're like, we don't live like, yeah, there we anymore. We that have was... two members that are in the band that are actually yeah. have lived in Louisiana. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so. that's, yeah, you're right. You're like, do we, our connection there is, is, is very tenuous exactly. at, at this right. point. In a world where everyone is confined to their homes, society begins its largest bin watch to date. In the hallowed library of Hulu, or perhaps on a shelf of DVDs you haven't looked at in a decade, is a show that perfectly encapsulates life in the early aughts and launched a friendship that would inspire millions. Hi, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. In 2001, we starred in Scrubs, a sitcom that revealed a glimpse of what it was like to survive a medical internship. As Turk and JD, we explored guy love. Nearly 20 years later, a lot has changed. We're not supermen, but we're still best friends. Eh. Given the mandatory lockdown, there's no better time to relive the series that brought us together in the first place. And we're doing it with a podcast. That's right, people. We're going to bring friends and crew members and fellow cast members and writers. And, and guess what? We're going to even invite some of you... 
to call into the podcast and ask all the questions you want of the entire Sacred Heart staff. Join us for Fake Doctors, Real Friends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and so in your, you know, like as you were growing up, and I mean, it sounds like it was a pretty chaotic upbringing as far as the, you know, I mean, once your mom was able to obviously escape with you guys yeah. and not have, like, was your, uh, at that point, like, did you ever see your father again? Like, was it, it was it kind of uh, hit or we, miss? Um, yeah, so it was like my dad, <clears throat> I mean, drugs are a crazy thing. They take over your life. They and do. it's, it's uh, Houston to Louisiana is probably five hours. Mm-hmm. And so it started out early on whenever we moved there. I remember he would come maybe once a month. Okay. And um, my mom would, like, pack us up. We'd get our little suitcases. And he would come get us a hotel. And we'd hang out there. But um, that slowly faded away. Right. Just like, I remember one time I was like, a Saturday is supposed to pick us up. And, like, he didn't come. And my mom just kind of, like, making an excuse, like, right. uh, something. And then it just, like slowly fizzled in nothing. Right. And and so like, like, yeah, like, you probably think about it and you're like, hey, mom, like, why haven't we seen yeah, that in two months exactly. or whatever? Right. And we right. thought he lived at the Holiday Inn Express. Oh. Like, we would go to church, sure. pass it, and we were like, oh, that's where our dad lives. That's where our dad lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was a really cool place. It had a, a pool that you could, like, swim underneath. Oh, inside, yeah. Outside. And we're like, our dad's awesome. Right, dude. You're like, he figured yeah. this out. Man. Like, why can't we go there? Like every time to church, like, let's stop and see dad. And she's like, nah, he's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we kind of reestablished a relationship whenever we started touring. Uh-huh. So he was living in Houston. And so we just kind of went out of our way and we're like, we're playing. Let's meet up. My Come grandmother on out. lived sure. there. Like we would stay at his house. And then he got real sick. Um, and so he passed away. I don't remember. It was like 2000. 12. Okay. And so, like, that was kind of like the last thing we just kind of, yeah, you know, made, you know. Did you feel like you, did you feel like you had, had not re- completely there repaired was the peace, relationship? Like, yeah, yeah. It was just like the cool thing about it is, like, we know what it is to be like a dad now. Like, I have a seven year old daughter, so I'm like, that will never happen. Yep. So, like, that's like my main thing that I was just like, no kid should ever go through this. Mm-hmm. So this, Cody doesn't have kids now, but when he does, it's like, yeah, he's going to have that. Exactly. Influence. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. And so you're, uh, I presume because of the, uh, you know, the fact that your mom was your, you know, rock. Dude, she was great. Okay. Three single mom, three kids. Like it's a lot. Her way of like recharging was jumping on a trampoline. Cause she like, didn't want to go to work mm-hmm. um, as far as like a job. So she's like, how can I stay home with my kids? And so she like had a daycare in the house, like for the whole time we were like, oh. so we were always around kids, which I think that's why we really connected to like kids. Sure. So her thing was like, after the kids left, she just went on the trampoline and jumped, like did flips, like just recharge. And she just wanted to soak in the bathtub and dye her gray hairs. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. It. Leave mom alone. That's, was so awesome. you basically, so basically she was just doing a daycare the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And then like, she obviously like, once you guys there, went to like, school, you guys came yeah. home and you're like, and Oh, there. here's the like, daycare. Let's get yeah. snack. Right. Let's do it. And it's like, she was, she was smart. She knew that she didn't want to drop us off at school, go work, come home late. And like, she was just like, I need to be home. For yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that she, you know, had that sort of foresight to yeah. be like, this is what I want to do. Um, and I presume, like you were mentioning, going to church and obviously, you know, the, the faith in the South sure. is a much different it's strain, strong. right? 
<laughs> that's why they call it the Bible Belt. Exactly. So uh, you were raised Christian, I we presume. Were, yeah. And the like when and this this may be a you know too large of a question to sure. pry into exactly, but like when did you feel like you kind of chose your faith for yourself per se, hmm, or is that something you still? No, no. I mean, yeah, man, that's a struggle. It is to this day, thirty-seven sure. years old, trying to, and that's kind of what our band is about. Like right. Just like struggling with that. What do you believe? Totally. Um, our mom did a good job. Like of, we have this thing of like, um, if you do something wrong, you kind of feel like, you know, when it's wrong mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily like a faith thing. It's just like we had to go before we could leave to go to school. Like before we catch a bus in front of our house, okay. she made us read Proverbs, whatever it's, there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So if it's February the 4th, we're reading Proverbs 4. Okay. Before we left, every day go. Got it. She called it the nugget. The let nugget of the... Your, d- let me get... You got to get your nugget. <laughs> so there's always been this level of like trying to make sure mom is okay. Mm-hmm. And so what she taught us, like she told us like drugs, like she's like, if I ever find out you're like doing drugs, I will like cry on my pillow till it's soaking wet. So none of us have ever done like, right? you know, like we've all dabbled in our sure. smoking weed. And I think that's right. a little bit different in today's world. But like being addicted to drugs and like sure. destroying a family is something different. So we just always try to like prove that we're a bigger man than our father was. That's sure. You like, had, you had, the, you sure. had, especially you had this 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 influence yes that you know like in you didn't many, want to let her down right she was already let down so it's sure just like, yeah you didn't want to follow in his exactly. footsteps from that perspective sure. where it's like here's another you yeah know, you didn't, not only did you could you not rely on your husband you're not gonna be able to rely mm-hmm. on your sons right yeah that's a huge weight on you yeah <laughs> it is man thinking about that now right and she's right. awesome now she's she's chilled out a little bit and she's she's a great woman sure Love sure and so when did you feel, uh, not to press you, but like, yeah, when did you feel like Faith, you actually um, kind of like, all right, like this, you know, I've been raised this way, but like, when do I feel like this actually is something that I identify with? So I lived, with? I lived that life and Cody was always, he was a middle child, sure. Cody, my younger brother or middle brother. I was kind of like the one that was seeing how far I can get with getting pulled back. Well, you in. were the first on the scene, right? right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I believe that and I'd lived life and I would go far and then I would try to come back and like do it. Sure. Um, I got divorced probably when was that three years ago? And that was the time that I really started thinking about really what that whole thing meant. Right. Like How long were you married for? Eight years. That's a while. So that's why I quit the band. Right. I know. Cause you, yeah, you quit the band because you're like, right. yo, like here's real life. This like, I like to hang out with my wife yeah. and this it is what was, I'm doing. Right? Um, short story. I, the band started in 2002. Yep. Um, toured a bunch, recorded the record 2005. It came out. We toured nonstop for like a whole year. Totally. Met my ex-wife on the road. She lived in Mississippi, okay. which is next state next over story, from Louisiana. Right. <clears throat> but um, then I was just like, her dad was a preacher. Preacher's daughter. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to talk with, hey, I'd love to marry your daughter. Yep. What do you think about this? And he kind of said, well, I don't know about your lifestyle. Like if it's going to. Yeah, you're going to tour. Yeah, yeah, you're going to make any sense. Scream music. Yeah. Like what is that all about? And then I started thinking, well, 
I don't really think this band is going to be like a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. How do I support a family? So I got in my head. And we, I'm already two years into school. Like, I've got student loans I'm paying back on the road. Right. And I'm halfway to a degree. Like, yeah, I should go back to school, get married, and just live a normal life. And to put to put a pin in this because I think it's so it's so interesting because I really do yeah. think like that 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 train of thought you know everyone faces that at some point in their life where it's like oh I gotta you know grow up do adult things or whatever but especially within the context of like whatever you you can call it broadly like the Christian music scene I see that happen you see that every happens. band broke up beloved right I don't know if it was for getting married but it was just right. like but you see but the, the, it seems to weigh much more in the you know the Christian music scene than it does just like you know your sure. average like most of your other bands are just like whatever dude like I'll get married when I'm like 40 it's cool yeah. like, I don't know if it's like a family thing the way that you're like yeah you have a I mean in the south it's like you go to high school you go to college you get married here's the path right yeah yeah yeah. so maybe that was like ingrained in us yeah yeah i I just find it interesting because it's like the the way you describe it it's it like obviously it's practical it makes sense but it's like we get drawn to weird this weird subculture for a reason right and then like we're like well yeah it's not because it's practical or like oh yes like this band's gonna be the rolling stones and i'll be able to retire off this but like no, I got to pursue this while I can. And like just that, that push and pull, but you were like, sure. I need to focus right. on this. But the thing that I didn't realize and my ex-wife didn't realize is without that creative side, I'm not the same person. So with that taken from me, right. I'm not happy in Mississippi, mm-hmm. which ends up being, she's not happy with me in Mississippi. Right. Because and you're just, a different person. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to work at Sam's club. I'm playing in front of 2000 people one night next week I'm working at Sam's club. Right. And did you feel like, did you, I mean, you use that as an example, but like, obviously you felt that from a, your creative outlet was pulled out from you. Not so much from like that. It took, it took many years to realize that that was make, that was why I was unhappy Mm -hmm. just because it was gone. Right. You think that someone that in nothing, no disrespect to my ex-wife, like, if there was a level of support, like, Hey, do you really want to do this? Like sure. we can figure it out to like, you keep doing this and like, right. We can have a conversation. Sure. Right. But I don't think I ever got that. And so I felt that it was like, I wasn't respected as like, Oh, I gave up a lot of things mm-hmm. to, to go to this marriage and kind of do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a tough realization because but, like, I mean, ultimately you're, when you get in a partnership with a person, like uh, everybody makes concessions and everybody is like, okay, like I'm not going to do this. I need to be responsible. Right. But like, but there's a difference between like, you can't do that thing at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't write music. Uh, It was like (laughs) night and day. Yeah. Like literally I had a job working 40 hours a week, a week later after tour. Yeah. yeah. Signing up for classes to go to college. Sure. I'm sitting in there like going, what the heck? Where's the green room? What I sign up for? (laughs) Right. Right. Um, to get, to back up a little bit, the, so like how, you know, considering like we were talking about earlier, you know, Louisiana isn't exactly like, I mean, it's a musical city sure. and it's a hotbed of a lot of different pieces yeah. of culture, but it's never been one that's been like, you know, steeped in, you know, punk and hardcore and that sort of stuff. Not at all. So how did you, how did that kind of come to you in the first place? I mean, obviously, like you said, the ska band, like yeah. was that kind of, we, we just followed like everybody had a band that they liked, like MXPX was okay. like a. We just saw that band. We saw Tooth and Nail. We're just like, oh, they're putting out music that we like. 
Got it. I mean, the ska band thought or started with like in the OC supertones. Like, of course, you just oh, look you, outside. Uh, see, you're you're a true fan because right. you call them the OC supertones, oh, yeah. as Orange opposed County. to the supertones. Oh yeah. I have to tell you a funny story of that. I, Completely. I was on tour with a friend's band. I was tour managing them, and we pulled in a gas station. It's like two in the morning. You know, like bus pulls in dudes you know come out so of course everybody's like sussing each other up being like okay obviously they're a band and so i'm in the back of the gas station like getting a drink and my friend is like oh you know what what, what band are you in and like you know the guy was like or my friend was like oh we're in this band alexis on fire and the guy's like oh you know what like what band are you in and he's like all oh, the supertones and like i being from orange county i was like oh you mean the oc supertones <laughs> dude just has a just like god don't call us yeah. the oc supertones dude that's crazy we're not called that anymore bro i just yeah. thought it was so funny yeah, but anyways good. you're you're a true fan yeah I mean, it was just like, we didn't really associate where people were from. Right. We just knew that bands came from different places. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. I guess we didn't have anything to look up to in Louisiana, so we had to go outside of right, right. where it was. But like, how did Tooth, but how did, I guess, how did like, you know, MXPX and Tooth and Nail get kind of like introduced to you guys? Was it? Mm, had Cody, like, with the ska band, would just like. Um, we had a friend that was a promoter. He, he booked OC oh, okay. Super Tones one day and like needed a local band, so they played. So it's got it, got it. Yeah, and yeah. there's like somebody we're gonna make a compilation or something, and just like sure, it just kind of started to slowly yeah. filter in. It's like I mean, this is before the internet, so you're just like yeah, yeah, you're knows, figuring like, it out on yeah. your own. <laughs> you Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. See a band, band name and you're like, oh, I got to check flyer, that. <laughs> a flyer comes across. <laughs> right. You're like, that looks kind of cool. But yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember like in, at going to school at LSU, I would go to the library. That's the only place that I really liked. I would get on mp3.com or Hell pure yeah. volume. Pure volume, yeah, yeah. Of and course, like all those. Taking back Sundays, like getting big then Thursday. Yep. And we're watching MTV2. Yeah. And we're seeing these bands, and then Blindside comes up. Oh, that yeah. That video with them walking up on. Yep. And so we're like, wow. Yeah, like, this is all great. Saves the day. We're like, whoa, there's so many bands. Like, what do we want to do? <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, this is all, it's yeah. all coming. And then Norma Jean, we see them, they're just like throwing down like yeah. guitar. Kicking over amps and, and everything. like, yeah. We got to do something. <laughs> you're like, this is it. Yeah. Uh, what were you studying as you were going to school? Um, marketing. So oh, okay. I have a marketing degree. So I ended up going back to school in Mississippi, have that. And now I do mortgage loans right. while I'm on the road. There you go. Yeah. So you, do you you own your own you own your own mortgage company no, or you I, work for I work for no plug here Loan okay. Depot sure it's number two uh, <laughs> non bank lender yes out there there you go but no, so in Nashville it's just yeah that's what I do that's cool so they basically they have no problem with you being on the road yeah. and you getting your work it's done like a, it's a it's a commission paying job so if you yeah you do the work working you get paid if you're not working they're like what are you doing yeah exactly they're so like it's all I don't know if the, this is the right place for right, you right. Right. at the end of the month if you've you know sold yeah. some mortgages yeah but it's cool in Nashville there's so many people in and out with music that yeah it's such a music town that right. people have to understand that that concept it's fun like I'm in the van laptop yeah yeah Dude, on the phone. And the fact you have the ability Conference to do call, that. Everybody else has to be quiet. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, I got to yeah, close this loan real quick. Minutes, everybody be quiet. <laughs> um. Hi, I'm Bob Roth, CEO of the David Lynch Foundation and a transcendental meditation teacher for over 50 years. I've taught many thousands of people to meditate from celebrity clients to students in inner city schools. And now I'm bringing some of what I've learned straight to your ears with my new podcast, Stay Calm. A lot of people are skeptical about meditation. I was too when I first started practicing, but meditation and other science-backed techniques for calming yourself can change your mind, your body, and your life for good. We'll cover topics like sleep, the science of gratitude, and ways to boost your immune system to help you be healthier and find peace during these troubled times. So whether you want to master meditation for life or just want to find a few moments of calm in your day, then I invite you to tune in and together let's learn how to stay calm and be happy. Listen and subscribe to Stay Calm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so, like, you know, kind of reflecting on as you started to tour and get out there, because obviously touring is such a weird thing. Right. Like, did you immediately like it? Did you kind of grow to like it and then grow to dislike it? How was your relationship? From the beginning? Yeah. Our band was very, um, we heard from some other bands coming to Baton Rouge, was not a big scene, and we're just asking for advice. So as LA Dying comes in, haste the day, they're just like coming through. We're like just picking up on any tidbit on what it could do to get like what's the ethic of, of being a band like your size? Oh, sure. And so we learned very early um, the things about touring. Get your drums off stage quick. Don't roll your co- your chords up like on stage. Get right. off, do your thing. So we just watch other bands. And so <clears throat> um, we just kind of like wanted to get out there. So we toured. Aaron uh, and I booked our tours by ourselves. He had the East Coast, had the West Coast. There was like well, a I was site. about to say, why did you why did you divide it like that? 
No reason. It was just like yeah. you take as much because we're just like emailing people nonstop. Yeah, of course, like, right? There was a, a, a website called DIY.com or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just talked about you just like look for a house show here. And so you book this one, I'll book this tour. Got it. And we do it. So it'd be over a 30 day period, but we'd have 12 shows. Of course. Days off. Yeah. We'd look for a random show we play. Right. You'd jump on wherever yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we just kind of learned that we're just going to go. So we just like hit it pretty hard early on. And then once the we got noticed and signed and recorded, um, I think it was like we got tired of touring the wrong tours. Okay. We got on like an Evergreen Terrace tour. Oh, and yeah. it was just like people were making fun of us. Sure. Because you, know, you were we, too we, light. We didn't have enough breakdowns for them to pick up change or whatever they're doing back then. Yep. And so it was just kind of like it wore on us. And we just we were so... We didn't have enough time to like recharge, mm-hmm. go home, and we're not making money. The only way you can make money is to stay on the road, of course. So we didn't have enough time to stay home and make money. So it was like we just wore ourselves out, right? You burnt the candle at both yeah, ends. But like so you, you specifically, like, did you you felt that as well? Or I, you that were- was one of the contributing factors. Whenever I'm having this conversation with my ex wife's dad, like, I don't like your necessary lifestyle and so i'm like kind of questioning right what the heck am i doing sure i mean just i mean like i'm having you fun know, i can but, go to yeah. school two more years get a job and like live life have some kids do the thing sure but i didn't realize at the time what i was giving up and sure. like i'm a way cooler person when this is involved in my life and yeah. i don't need it all of it but like that's it's kind of different now it's like there is a balance you can not tour 200 days mm-hmm. and still be fine, have the creative outlet and do it. Like, so our band's kind of like, we have a random number, like a hundred days a year. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So it's like a spring tour, fall tour, and we'll mix some stuff in the sure. summer. Play shows where it makes sense. Right. Right. And so it's just kind of keep morale in the band out. Sure. Play the right tours. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, as you were kind of navigating, like booking those shows and like, you know, getting signed and stuff like that, did you like the business of the band? Like, did you like kind of, I was always out of the picture on the business. So Colin, okay. our original guitar player and Aaron, our mm-hmm. current drummer, always business side. Um, and you just, you, you had no, I was no interest in that. Not early on. Sure. Until I went to college and kind of started to see, oh, I think I can contribute right. to like maybe like helping our band grow monetarily, but also strategically sure. kind of thing. Um, so I was just like, I just wanted the van clean and like the trailer not to be dirty. Everybody's like, got to have their yeah. angle. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. You're like, okay, the, you always have, each band member has to contribute yeah. where it's like. I've always been like, um, like not the middle person, like I'm, I'm the buffer in the band like if there's tension yeah. TJ comes in and is like hey let's chit it let's yeah he guys come out. on yeah. yeah yeah so I mean you know tour is like it's a challenge it is you totally. think going on a vacation for 30 days with your five best friends is yeah seems it's, fun but it's not a, it's not a vacation yeah, sit in a van for eight hours and like <laughs> 
Well, it's funny. Like, I mean, obviously, you know this. Like, once you get to be an adult and, like, you can actually, like, take a vacation. Sure. And you're like, you know, if you go to a city that you've been to, like, seven times before, yeah. you're like, oh, the, wow, this is what this city is like. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, it's not just, like, the three blocks right, around right. the terrible that, venue you're playing. That is, like, what we do now. Right. Like, we make it, like, because I forgot, like, back in the day, like. I've been here before. Yeah. Took it for granted. Like, yeah, yeah, Laying in the van. I'm like, no, I'm not napping anymore. Right. Like, I'm going to see, see all this stuff. Around. Like, right. We do food now. It's like Aaron's a big foodie. Like, we trust him. Like, pick the food spot. Let's go do it. Right. Let's enjoy it now. Let's hit the, let's hit, let's hit the good coffee places. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, when you're older, you get... It's a little different. Yeah, but. yeah. You under you you know what you like more so now than just being yeah. like, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna hang out exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, and I mean another confusing thing about the band obviously is because there's been like you know 150 starts and stops where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we're a band. Or just kidding, we're not really. Right, right. Um, and I, in many respects, I'm sure you look at certain junctures of of when the band stopped and been like, oh, I wonder what it would have been like if we kept going. Sure. Um, and not like not saying kept going where it's like, Oh, what it could have been. We could have been a much larger band or like, Oh, we could have like literally killed each other, you know? Um, like how do so how do you reflect on those, those little, uh, pockets of today looking back, like, of course there was decisions that were made. I left the band, but the band today would not be what it was if we would have continued. Right. We needed that space. Like I needed to go do my thing. Um, it always felt like there was unfinished business whenever I left. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I really felt at some point that I was holding the band back with our style of music. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, whenever I quit, I heard some demos of, uh, at cities burn after I left kind of like the rock records. And I was like, Oh, this is great. They're going to be on tour with Jimmy world. They're going to be huge. And <laughs> right. I was like a huge fan, which was cool for somebody that was in the band to be a fan. Right. And so, um, it was cool to watch them kind of do their thing. Um, but yeah, it was just like, uh, it's hard to explain. Um, it was kind of meant to be that this way because I I moved to Nashville two years ago after I got divorced. I just needed to get out of Mississippi with not the intention of getting the band back together. Yeah. You're just like, I need to where we live. I just need my headspace cleared. Um, and we're just hanging out at the bar and Aaron's like, we should write another record. And so that was kind of like the start of it. The impetus here. Sure. So like, um, the band has gone through many levels of ups and downs and not really knowing what to do. And Cody and Aaron, Cody's creative. Yep. Not business. Aaron is business right. and creative. And they were the core members. Yeah. They and kept so it they just of... didn't have the buffer. Sure. Which was me. Which was you. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where so you, could, band, you, you like, felt like you could obviously get in there they, and be able they to both, both can come to me like today in today's world. If Cody has an issue with something, yeah, he comes to me. Aaron has an issue, and then I go back to the other person and <laughs> we're you know, yeah, hash it out, right, right. It. And so yeah, like it wouldn't have worked. To the nail would have. They were ready to dump money into us for mm-hmm. the second record. If I was on it, we're doing the whole thing. They're like gonna say, "Oh, you could be the new under oath kind of thing." Of course, just timing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we had the songs that would have done it. That, yeah, that would have pushed it to it. Yeah. The songs today that we've written for the record coming out. Yeah, you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know, it, it, admittedly, it's one of those things where the, uh, you know, the fact that the band can exist in this this world now where it's like, yeah, you don't have to kill yourselves right. to be out there. And you're able to, uh, you know, balance your life in a way that is more manageable. Sure. And I'm sure you identify with this where, you know, I, I, I personally think that that is healthier because a band can actually exist in the world mm-hmm. and actually have input from things that will actually give you the creative energy to be able to be like, Oh yeah. Like, cause you know, every, you've seen this for every band where it's like their second or third record is the song is, is not only the song, but sometimes an entire record about the road. Oh yeah. (laughs) About like, this is what it's like. We hear it. Right. And and it's not like that's a bad thing because everyone, sure. oh, it's like, that's fine. But like when you're stuck in that rut of just being like, oh, dude, you know, we're playing 250 shows a year and like this is like, this is all that we're doing. Right. Where's the influence coming from? Exactly. So do you, I presume you feel well, like. Well, I mean, we've had a long break to yeah. like kind of figure out what, I mean, our, our influence of like um, what we're trying to say is, has been very similar across the board with like lyrically and stuff like that. But we just had a, um, enough time in between right. to figure out what our songs what we want to do we can actually think about it the first record we were just like Whatever. I don't think we really knew what we were trying to do it just sure. happened right. then the second record third record they wrote those songs um, you know kind of strategically but now this one was like no pressure Yeah. so we're just like let's write what we want to write sure and so when I think a lot of it the reason why the reason why people frankly still remember your band is because of the fact that like you, you are this weird thing. You are this thing that doesn't like, you know, whatever people can be super into the first record and then obviously hate the last two or vice versa. They're like that first record is terrible, but they're like, like, and so I think the people, the people that still remember you are, are are intimately connected to one of those. Right. Right. And will follow you guys, no matter what sure. artistic output you put right. out there, like I presume you identify. Yeah, with that? yeah, we do. I mean, there's there's the the people that are gonna like the first record, just like the creative process, right? So they will connect with the fourth record, sure. You know, but yeah, there's a there's there's a disconnect from the people that are only like the first record, second. But once you know the story, I think that's where you can actually connect with what happened with mm-hmm. our band. I mean, we don't have the channels to display what we've done and like you know some people don't even know who i am right the band. they're like who's this guy up there like <laughs> yeah they're know? like where did where do you come from right oh, well, i was there at the beginning exactly but I, I kind so, of missed a few years there sure. <laughs> and so you're uh like you mentioned you have a seven-year-old daughter yeah. um is it is it one of those things where i mean obviously having a child you know irrevocably changes your life and yeah. like you know opens you up to so many new experiences and blah 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 um but the you know it, being from the subculture that you have been in, and obviously raising a daughter through that lens of being like, oh yeah, like you know, I took a very unconventional path to where I'm at now. You know, how does kind of how does that influence like your your path as a father? Mm. Well, that's a great question. Um, she's seven, so I think she's still kind of young. Yeah, you know, because this is all new to her. Totally. You know, I've I haven't been on the road. This is the 
12 years before I've done a U.S. tour. Right. So she wasn't even thought of before that happened. Right. She knows I play in a band. She'll come to whatever shows. But um, I just want her to be able to, like, uh, you know, express herself. Like, I mean, I'm just... Just... uh, Sorry, that got me. No, it's fine. (laughs) Um, It's difficult because I'm I'm not as in front of her as much as possible. Like Mm -hmm. she's six hours away, so I go when I'm in town every other weekend in Nashville to Hattiesburg, right, and hang out with her. Um, I just want her to like do like be creative, Mm -hmm. like just. Whatever that, whatever, yeah. however that can manifest itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so. Which I don't know what that means. She said she wants to be a, her, when I ask her what she wants to do, she's like, I want to be a baby doctor or a teacher. Right. And so what I think is like, oh, you want to make a 200 grand a year or 30 grand a year? Like, yeah, that's sure. a big decision. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> can I choose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're like, from a practical perspective, yeah, yeah, this exactly. is what I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She's. She likes music. She thinks we're too loud. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah dude, like, there's no way. She doesn't get it. No. Yeah. I mean, if she did that, yeah. if she did, that would be kind of weird. Like, every time I play any music with Scream, she's like, Dad, is this you? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, no, yep. that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that person's far better than yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, as you started to kind of, you know, reacclimate, you know, being in a band again yeah. and being like creative from that perspective, um, you know, did, did it feel like, did it feel the same as when you first started to, you know, craft songs back then? Or did it, was it this whole new level of just like, Oh wow. Like this is what it feels like to be an adult and playing a band as opposed to like a child. That's a good question. So like being in Nashville with all of the members there, like we took our time with songwriting. I have more input on like, Cody and I have worked really hard on like the actual songs and we'll we're more strategic with where it's going like we're a lot more picky with what we're doing yeah and uh man it's just it's been good I I I think there's more because before first record Cody basically just brought us riffs oh yeah yeah and it was just like Like, let's toss them together brought us lyrics and like we're boom right and go I don't know the songwriting on the second two just because I wasn't there but the third one like we're actually a team which is really cool because we all get our input and we're just like trying to make the song as good as it can be right so we're excited yeah that's fun and the the notion of playing in a band with your brother Mm -hmm. like most people look at that and and most people look at that and they'll be like that's hard but i mean hard but clearly i mean like you said you're the buffer where it's like you you see you see his strengths you know your strengths and you're able to kind of balance each other off that is true yeah cody's cody's a unique person love him to death he's he's the type of guy that if we record a demo nobody hears it if I need to get this song perfect before anybody hears it. Record label, friends, anybody, like, don't let that out. Right. Whereas me, I'm, like, trying to share it to people. Like, what do you <laughs> think about this? What could we do better? Right. But um, it's great. I, lo- I love being in a band with my brother. Like, we connect. Like, we're we're brothers, but we're, like, you know, like, real good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's unique to be on the road, like, with your brother. It is. 
but we're, we're so we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're different where it meshes well. Like I, I know him enough to know when he needs a space and do his thing. And we're just, right. we know Let's when somebody's down, we know when, like, what can I do to help kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, stri- it strikes me. I mean, like he uh, granted, I, I don't know Cody at all beyond just the art and the stuff that he's created. He's much more of an introverted person than Definitely. you are an extroverted yeah. person. Yeah. Sure. I'm out there. I'm a, I like more people around. Sure. I need my time to recharge, but I'm the guy that's right. You have a marketing, you have a marketing degree. Right. (laughs) That's if you, if you have a marketing degree, you gotta be that person. It's like, Oh yeah, I gotta be the guy that like talks and and stuff. They make me get out and be the the front guy and like do all the talking in between songs. (laughs) And I've got a mic stand to hide behind. Right. That's all I got. Yeah. And then you're able to figure it out like that. (laughs) Well, uh, I really appreciate you doing this, dude. Dude, this was fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And before I leave you, you please need to be safe this holiday season. Do not get behind the wheel if you are stoned. You're like, well, what can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? Not a big deal. No. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Please stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. Please be safe this holiday season. Hi, I'm Esther Dean. I've made my life by writing songs like Fireworks by Katy Perry, Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, What's My Name by Rihanna, just to name a few. And now I'm having an absolute blast sharing some of the knowledge that I've learned with upcoming songwriters on Songland on NBC. I'm excited to welcome you to a brand new season of Songland and Songland's podcast, giving you new insight into the magical art of songwriting as told by some of the best in the business and also the pioneers and the up-and-comers who will be shaping the hits you'll be listening to for years. We have an amazing roster of talent this season. I promise you, you don't want to miss one single episode. Don't miss Songland, Monday nights at 10, 9 central, and join us here on Songland's podcast, available every week after the show on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.